Thank you so much. Welcome to our podcast. My name is Jason Isbell, and uh, I'm here with my good friend Carl Garrison. And uh, we decided to start a podcast because we like to talk culture, theology, uh, politics, politics, news, movies, film, all that stuff. And uh, and people are tired of listening to us in real life. We don't get tired of listening to each other. So we thought, might as well talk, record it, and throw it out there for anyone to listen to, if they want to. <laughs> if. Yeah. So let's do a little bit of introduction. Carl, why don't you tell people who you are, where you're from, and, and then we'll go, we'll go from there, and I'll do the same. Well, my name is Carl Garrison, and I'm, um, I'm, one of the, I'm the minister of homeless outreach at the Manhattan Church. I work with uh, populations who, are, who live marginally and or are homeless. Um, that's, uh, been doing that for a while and uh, we just finished our program here on Saturdays and that's a big part of, part of my life. And I also work with other things on the outside, other like activist things and housing and stuff, all that stuff like that. Um, you know, part-time actor occasionally when, when I get some, uh, something going on and, uh, outside of my work and outside of my family schedule, if I get a, get a gig from my agent, that's, that's great. Um, I am just a, I'm a, I'm a citizen, you know, citizen of the world. I mean, I'm a, I, I'm a. You know, follower of uh, of uh, of my faith, and um, keep it swinging. You see, I'm over here is my saxophone, but you can't see it. I've been been practicing my my saxophone. Gotta get better. You know, gotta gotta get better for yeah. that. So, where'd you grow up, Carl? Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. Came to the city as an actor in 1989 out of college. Wow. And what what college? Murray State University. All right, MSU. We uh, <laughs> John Morat is uh, is our guy, and uh, but also, but I follow Louisville basketball. But although, you know, I went to college in Murray State. It's really, really weird. If you're in Kentucky, you're you're not really a, a Murray State basketball fan. You're a Louisville or Kentucky basketball fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, my name is Jason Isbell, and I uh, work at the church that Carl uh, works at as well, working with children, students, technology. Lived in the city since 1999, married, got three boys. And what's great is that Carl and I have shared an office together for about 20 years. And yeah, and right now, and um, our kids have had this interesting journey of being in school together and not being in school together and then being back in school together. Uh, our two oldest, they went to preschool together and then went their separate ways and then came back into high school together. But uh, it's cool because Carl and I have known each other for a really, really long time. Our kids have grown up together. Uh, he's known my kids since they were infants. I've known his kids since he was infants. And yet we still run in different circles and different parts of the world and see the world through different lens because of our history and our background. I mean, Carl grew up in Kentucky. I grew up in uh, Texas till I was 13. I was born in Texas. My uh, dad was in the Air Force as a doctor. And then we moved to Seattle. And so I grew up in Seattle in uh, 1987 through uh, 1993. So that's like, that's when those years is when the country kind of turned its like cultural focus to Seattle. And so, um, and then that's when Carl was in the city, which the city is always the hub and central center of culture. So we have different experiences growing up and looking at culture, but we love to think and love to talk. So that's what we hope. 
gathering together and, I don't know, seeing how this thing goes. It should be a lot of fun. Well, you know, if it, if it goes horribly, so what? You know, I mean, uh, and I, I think it, um, you know, there's no litmus test. I mean, I don't think. I mean, it's... A- no. I'm not going to ask my wife to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> although although she, my she son's... My son's River Jordan, my youngest son, uh, you know, he's a, you know, independent thinker and thinks, you know, he has his own opinion, but he's actually, he's a, a cultural kind of person and he's, uh, you know, he's a, you know, so he was interested in this discussion uh, and yeah. the idea, so. Carl and I were trying to figure out, I don't know, what should we talk about? There's so many things to talk about. And obviously the biggest story that we are, both Carl and I are, are political and news junkies. Like we're texting each other all the time. And I will say, I will say it's rare because probably, at least in my experience, and I'm, I have a lot of friends I'm well well read for the most part. Most people don't follow politics that with that that much depth. I mean, yeah. they, and 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 that's and I think that's to, that's to the detriment I think of culture. Well, see, that's a good discussion because I, there's a lot of people out there. It's like, hey, if you you got so so much anxiety, da 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 da, you can't you got to step back, and that's definitely I think there's that's true. There are stories that I know about because of my notifications on my phone that I have no business knowing about. It doesn't affect anything. It does add anxiety. But, but, I saw this great tweet that said, if you ignore politics, politics will still find you. And that was out of kind of the recent news that we've seen out of Texas. And um, so, I, I don't know, I think it would be, but before we get into that, I think it would be really interesting, Carl, in your experience, and then I can share a little bit of my experience, where you find yourself now that we're in the, this is the third or fourth wave of this pandemic. And um, I mean, maybe I'll just set, like for me, you know, we're just barely, we're, we're going back together as a church, but we have masks on. We don't really have live singing as much, but we don't have any kids classes or anything for teenagers or anything like that. And, and, and it's a real, a lot of our footprint is still online. And then my kids are going back to school for the first time in really, well, my seventh grader, 18 months. Well, he, no, sorry, my eighth grader who's going into ninth grade. He's, so I'm in this really, I don't know, kind of weird space where I've got one foot in what feels like regular life and the other foot feels so unsure. Well, I think it's a, <clears throat> the, the pandemic, you know, I all, you know, I like to say, Who's pandemic? <laughs> you know. Yeah. What do you mean about? You've told me that before, but expand. Well, on I mean, obviously, the, this is a, a great cultural shift for everybody. Having your, your life curdled around medicine and, and around viruses, you know, it, it when it's affected like this on a mass scale, it's it's very problematic. But I think when I say who's pandemic, obviously, it's everybody has to go through the, the pandemic because you know you, you don't have a mask, you can't go certain places, you can't do certain things. But I think it is hitting people at different kind of levels and different kind of uh, um, different stations. And I think, you know, when I say who's pandemic, some people feel as though they're not in a pandemic. They're just they're in a in a rights vacuum or, or some, some people feel as though like they're 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 not at all. They're just in, if you some people who, who, who have lived marginally are just inconvenienced again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this, so this is like randomly. Like, okay, well, you know, if you were a, a person of color, uh, you know, in some parts of the, uh, history, you couldn't go here, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do this. So, okay, so now you're in pandemic, you can't go here, you can't go into. Okay, so this is so that's some, some of the More things. rules restricting your movement and your ability. I was in the deli this morning and I saw a guy come in who looked like uh, he he spends a lot of times out on the streets, and he wasn't he didn't he goes you know at the deli you know you can buy loose sm- cigarettes you can do all kinds. of you know what he asked for was a mask. He's like, man, can, hey, brother, can I help? Can you help me out? I just need a mask. 
I just need a mask. And the guy at the deli, that was, it was fat. I've been in, you know, delis for 20 years. You know, it's, you know, can I get a water? Can I get something? Can I get some? He's asking for a mask. So that like his level of inconvenience because I don't know wherever he was going. Yeah. yeah that's, you know, we give out masks with our meal and I, you know, that's sort of like, Pretty soon, I mean, that's like you can't go anywhere. Well, you can. It's like now, you gotta have a mask. You gotta have a mask. You gotta. Have a, I, we went to the, to, to the movie theater. They said, well, it was it was a first for me because we've been going to the movies prior in the pandemic and and, um, and before a lot with film buffs. We go in there and say, okay, great. Here's your ticket. Show me your your vaccine card. I'm like, yeah. excuse me. And I had looked at my phone and I look. Luckily, I'm you know, and I, I got the, uh, the 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 Excelsior pass and everything. Whatever. And I'm like, here, here. Yeah. And I said, well, what about him? Said, oh, well, you know. And it's just I was and I. And I and for a split second, I became a guy at the airport, or I, I, oh. I became the guy that yes. you know at the hospital. I was, I was like, "What the?" I, I just said, "Wait a minute, wait a minute," because they, you know, they're not. It's, it's not this individual person's telling me, "Hey, you can't come here because yeah." No, it was. It's a rule, and again, it's a rule that I actually like. So I had to catch myself and say, "Okay, sure." And I, I was inconvenienced by looking through through my phone, but it gave me a, a hint about what, yeah, people, what, what people, yeah, how people are experiencing now. I'm, you know, again, I'm cool, but I guess I, you know, deconstructed that pretty quickly because I get, you know, they're doing a job. It's not there. They're not saying, you know, I'm not going to. Yeah. Well, you know, also, can you afford being a, a black man to just raise holy hell? If, I mean, you know, I just if, if I did that, you know, I would be locked up or shot. Oh, my yeah, God. I mean, me. I couldn't believe it. There was something in the airport. This guy was like, I'm not, was, was this white guy was yelling and I'm not cussing. Blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking. Where are the cops? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm a black guy. <laughs> I want to call nine one one for for my home. I was like, and, and it's um, but anyway, but yeah. So I, you know, it's um, so again, who's pandemic? People are being inconvenienced. I think this whole th- even it's funny because I mean, I go out and people, you know, some people are wearing masks in Central Park, and some people are not. Lot, most people are yeah. not are not wearing no, masks. Yeah, not outside. No, especially if they're getting their training runs in. Yeah, it, it, or <laughs> just like, even on the train. I mean, like people are like. And so I guess so. People are are having various degrees of uh, association with the with a pandemic per se. But I think that we've come to a point now in our culture because you know, democracies, uh, it's this isn't a big experiment. We're still experimenting with this democracy. We're we're relatively young as a culture, as 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 a as a nation. So democracy is still kind of like it's all a touch and go. But we're still figuring out how to do this democracy thing. So when you, yeah. when, you, when you when you impose anything in, in, empirically on people, you're going to have a, like you know it's going to hit people differently. Like some people feel the boot of oppression, my rights taken away. Some people say how absolutely I'll comply, whatever you want. Some people just they're merely inconvenienced from historical inconveniences. So it's all over the place. So that's why the thing who well, said it. In, what's interesting to me about your story is that that check down that you did, like that initial feeling of oh, and your the a history a story even against something you agree with even in something that you support there's that initial why are you coming into this but then those filters like come like come hard on us to regulate our 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 behaviors and our interactions i, I have this thing when that, when that, i'm sorry to cut you out. when that happened when that's the one i'm listening hey she like say you can't go here so for me my historical yeah. memory says, "Oh, a black man can't come into a theater because you know uh-huh. this because it's whites only, right?" And, and yeah. actually, that's what I was, I was. I was like, "I was like, I can't, I can't come into a theater." She went, "No, we need you need your car." And you know what I say? I said, "Was well, everybody looking?" She went, "Yes, everybody. We do it for everybody." And and, and, I, and I said, "Okay, oh, absolutely." That, yeah. And I'm thinking, so so here we go. So I said and say this, and I, I'm sorry, I let you finish your point. No, I have a little bit of social empathy for people who who go off. 
But I wish they would kind of they would deconstruct and bring it back because again, if I had stayed in that place, yeah, you know, I would have still been black. They would have it would have been like, but what, what, what's amazing? I'm amazed at how some people have chosen not to deconstruct and stay in that place of rage, and so mm-hmm. that, that 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 informs me. It says, okay, maybe you've in a situation where you've never had to do anything remotely mm-hmm. like like curdle your activities. You know, maybe that's a sign of privilege where you're like, how, what, a, what, I can't get a mask? You know, and I was just sort of shocked. You know, I was shocked initially in my reaction. But then once I, okay, oh, wait a minute, this is, this is not, this is ridiculous. Boom, no, no, no big deal. But those who kind of like make it a big deal, and funny how they always, we catch them on video. It's like, I'm, just, I'm like, yeah. is there someone following people around like, hey, here's a guy, get your video. I mean, like, they're always on video. Well, maybe, I don't know. Well, I mean, I also think too, you know, there are people who get wound up once you start. Okay. So you like went through that thinking, right? Like, Oh, this is whites only. Like you could go through all of these phases in a split second. And there's people who stayed ramped up on that one. Uh, that How? First that's, initial. Hard, that's hard to do. That's hard. To, how do you do that? I mean, I mean, you're a white guy. I mean, if I say, Hey Jason, you can't, can you can you, if I told you, you can't come in here until I see your vaccination, your wife's, your kid. I mean, I don't understand how anybody could, you know, if you're Donald Trump, how can you stay in that space and be justified and not be worn out? Because if, if that, imagine you have to do that all the time, I guess all the time. Well, you have to do it all the time. I think on the meta level, on the, on the big meta level, you know, man, if we feel like there, there's this certain, like, if we feel like we're in the right that that individual like idea that our moral and ethical right trumps or or, or like overrides uh you know whatever law and for the most part you know i'm like yeah 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 exactly except when we adjudicate others behavior well why didn't they just comply why didn't they just follow the rules why don't you you know if a, if someone comes and cuts in line oh my gosh like people will freak out you know well, I think, well, you know, I mean, it is, I mean, but I think it's a, people are learning something. I think anytime you have a prolonged situation socially, people kind of like, they either get, they dig into what they believe or they expand their thinking. I'm hoping <clears> that people, some people expand their thinking because I, I think it, um, just medically, you know, with, with the virus and the, you know, the, um, the virus, the virus and the variant, you know, there's, I, one has to sort of, has to sort of come to face to face with the fact that, you know, something outside of your control can can directly affect your behavior, affect your livelihood, can affect your life. And I guess, for me, just accepting that has allowed me to deconstruct kind of my angst. You know, and I, like and, and, and I just, you know, the fact, I mean, I'm vaccinated, I'm, you know, but, you know, my youngest son is not, because he's, 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 he's too young, my oldest son is, my wife is, of course. But still, you know, people who I know are getting the um, some people are, are, are you know in the some in the south or some some people are getting the the virus. The people who I've known who've gotten the virus who tested it positive have been vaccinated, you know. And it, uh, mm. so, so I'm just like it's like wow. So 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 that has like, you know, that doesn't go in one ear out the other. That stays in my head. So and and, and I guess mm-hmm. so that has helped me with my empathy quotient, you know. And because I mean, but but you but then again though, you know, I'm I'm cisgendered American man. I, I can able to kind of put two and two together and maybe some I, you know i serve a community sometimes who are uh who some people may have challenges mentally and i've you know i've tell i'll tell all our guests you know let's try to get vaccinated if you want it some some guests will not do it yeah and i say hey let's go together I say, sure i'll go with you some people i'll give information that they've gone to it but i guess uh 
I think culturally you either have to sort of uh, you either expand your thinking and, and kind of adjust or you don't. You know, and that's kind of that's yeah. no, no, not rocket science there. But people who don't do it, I think what's funny about that when you don't when you make it a choice not to do that, then that double down expands. So pretty soon your your kind of social environment expands. I mean, like people like I don't guess who don't get that who they I'm not getting vaccinated, and now they're they're actually limited, and, and you wouldn't they're limited in their scope. I hate to say that, but yes. That's, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. When you put down that wall, you got to build another outer wall. You, you have to have sort of, and then pretty soon you build all these walls. And then when you walk through the walls, it's a narrow. You 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 walk. You literally walking. You like this wherever you go, like that. And yeah. I, I know people in communities of faith who said, "No, I'm, you know, uh, Jesus Christ is the blood. Only blood. I, that's, that's my vaccine. The blood of Jesus." Yeah. And and again, same thing. That, that that's they, they build that wall, and it's getting. And pretty soon, as they're like here and. You know, and, and 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 with that, it's interesting about that. People who don't get vaccinated, there's a whole. What I find to me, is, I mean, it's kind of challenging, but had developed a whole theological, social, economic kind of frame around that one choice of not to get. Because I say, are you? Get, I saw one who I know. They said, No, I'm not doing it. And they say, Well, so really, so you know, even though, well, I tell you why. And I got this story, this sweeping epic of like, well, yeah. because of you know the rights and the U.S. and the kind of my mom and my dad, and, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I just asked you if you get the back, you know, if you're gonna get the shot. Yeah. So, but I, what I got was a memoir about rights and about my kids and about my my body, and, and I, I got an essay on, on on medical ethics. I'm, I'm like, so, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, wow, that's a that's a lot for just to ask that one question. Yeah, and I think I, I and it definitely lays down. And it's funny; it's not like we've never even heard of a vaccine. You know, it's not. You know, I mean, and so, and it a vaccine. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. don't. I don't. When did that? When did that stop? I don't. I don't. I don't get that. I mean, well, this is, this is, uh, but but this is because. And, and and Carl and I, you know, this is one of the things that we can talk about. It's genuinely because people who have no business instructing anybody else, they lack expertise, they lack uh, clarity, they're probably narcissists, you know, whatever. They get to be platformed and give terrible, terrible advice. And people then fit those words into that big meta narrative. So, but well, listen, but I, I want to say, I, but you're right. But, but I got this, I mean, here we go. This is, not, and I'm trying not to name call, but, but I guess for me, and again, I just, you know, I, to get my, when my mother said, you know, uh, I, my mother, single mother, and she was, you know, she raised three boys. She, she said, don't do this because I say so. Okay. Now, now obviously I didn't yeah. want the, I didn't want the punishment. So, so, I did, you know, whatever did, but I'd always said, okay, well, I'm not gonna, I'll, 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 I'm gonna do it, but not in your presence. My, <laughs> my whole thing is, people, it seems to me nowadays, are accepting advice and kind of, you know, uh, instruction. When, I, I mean, I had to learn that. I mean, so what I'm saying, I'm amazed that people follow, follow these, these, I mean, voices that are like, and you know, have probably have no inkling. Of a of an expertise or any kind of analysis, but you're doing it. I think it's, it's come down to, to that binary thing. If you if you're a bin, if you if you're a yes or no binary yeah. thinking, you find things that that fit into your binary. Like my mother said, don't do this, and she goes behind her back, and I do it. Okay, but you know, so but so I don't really I didn't listen to my mother 
you know, on thing. So I don't see how people listen to you know to a to a, a politician. I mean, I'm I'm amazed at that. Like people, if you know Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, whoever I say, hey Carl, can you you know not can you do this? And I say wait wait a minute. Well, if, is that does it benefit me? Well, no, but just do it because I needed you do it. I said, no, I said Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. Sorry, dude, you're an idiot. You know, I mean, I I, <laughs> I don't understand this this residence to sort of accept the voice of like. People who are in public platforms. When I didn't do that for my own mother, most most people what? didn't. Most people didn't do that for their parents. I mean, what, but this this level of like kind of cultural acceptance of, of like ridiculousness. I don't understand that. Well, it's because our families have then become the people who are like minded, and and so you know you've got and, and it's it's affirmed everywhere. If you don't have it in your house, you can go find it out. out with your friends if you don't have it with your friends you can find it online and yeah it's a it's a big struggle i i mean i'm with you uh but what's i love what you said to to the 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 person who comes to community of hope would you like me to go with you to get the vaccine do you want me to go with you and that's all we can do is like be present and walk with people um so i i think this is what yeah and that's why you gotta wear a mask <laughs> All right, so I, I love that this whole conversation started up like, uh, where are you in the, pa- the pandemic and, and the idea of whose pandemic is it? And I think just engaging with the real question when the history is written of this, of who this affected uh, and how differently and more devastatingly uh, did it affect different communities and different kinds of people. Uh, it just we have not come to terms with the six hundred and fifty thousand people who passed away. That just I mean even in our small little church losing two uh, two people and then some parents uh, of of people not of young kids but of adults. That impact we still haven't really properly um, grappled with. I mean my own grandfather. Yeah, it's hard to do it in real time. So. Um, Listen, I think it would be fun for us to conclude our this first conversation with what have you been reading lately? What's 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 something jumped out at you? A book you've been reading? Because, I mean, the thing about Carl, you guys got to understand, is that Carl reads like multiple books at a time. I'm a single book and podcast listener. Um, so, Carl, what are you reading? It all blends together. <laughs> well, I just because I get bored and I have to sort of um, – I, I actually – I compare them – People, if you like my subjects, I just oppose them to, you know, how does Robert Angel feel about, you know, Ibram uh, 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 Kendi? How does uh, Brittany Cooper feel about, you know? But I've been reading, um, you know, and she's been getting killed in the press, but I, I don't care. I, I really love her a lot. Robin DeAngelo's new book called Nice Racism, you know, and of course she she wrote the, um, the, the, the to me, the cinema, uh, uh, White Fragility. And, you know, she's, right now, she's been, she's been getting raked across the coals because she's, oh my, by people who are black and white. But she has a chapter, and in chapter three, it's called "There Is No Choir," and and, and that just sort of and it's really I love the title. But she she kind of breaks down this thing about you know everybody said oh well this I'm I'm above all this stuff particularly progressive communities. The book is written primarily to to white progressives, but I but, but I'm not white you know but I'm progressive. But she says hey you know you know I, I'm above all you know we we have a group here um, FRJ Faith Faith and Justice group sometimes and we, and we had we said well we, we're talking to the choir and I've been a, been a chair of uh, many uh, school groups and like yeah hey, Carl race and justice hey man we we need to get people who are 
you know, not here. Let's get them. We're talking to the choir. And she says, there is no choir. And she breaks down why, the, you know, even assume that is, a, is, is an arrogant kind of thing. It says you can't learn. You can't, you don't want to grow. And I just find it, you know, and, and she said to me, she said progressives, for me, I just, she said, she says, white progressives are, are the most challenging for people of color who are also in, uh, in anti-race work. I found that true. I am not bothered as much by your overt racist kind of trope person. I'm more inconvenienced and traumatized by white progressives. Ooh, as a as a white progressive, I really want to talk about that because I that that doesn't make in that doesn't make um, instinctual sense to me. Wait, it doesn't make rational sense to me, but it may, but it feels instinctively true. <laughs> so, so I really, I, I, I want to explore that maybe another time. Okay, that's great. Robin DiAngelo's chapter three, There Is No Choir, on her new book. What was the, book? the book is called Nice Racism. Nice. nice. Well, I also, I just had to get a chapter four. It's called The Problem is Niceness. And, and in that chapter, and again, I just, I, I think, I think she's, um, she's great. She makes a point as how sometimes, as, as, uh, as, as a culture, we can get very intellectual, a lot of words and languages, but sometimes people feel like being nice is an antidote to racial behavior. Like, hey, I'm not racist. I'm, look at me. And people say, hey, come here, come here, Joe. Tell them. Oh, he's a, he's a nice guy. He's a good guy. He's not racist. Yeah. So, and, and this idea of being nice. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a nice guy. I'm not racist. You know, my best friends, whatever, you know, it's sort of, a, I work, work in a, you know, I walk by, I go to Whole Foods. I'm not about, and this idea of this niceness. And, and I, I think that has a kind of, a, I think in schools and in churches, this sort of nice kind of like is, and people really feel as though, and I felt it as well, that it's sort of like, I can't be anything remotely uh, antithetical to, to, to race because I'm a nice person. I'm a I'm a good guy. I smile at people. I don't like. And I'm a, I turn here the cheek. I'm a nice. And she's deconstructed that as well. But but I think those two, the uh, there is no choir, particularly the choir. That's a, that's a. I just don't. I just don't. I, I, that's and then that, that, might, that, that, that might involve. I'm gonna. I want. I want to read that chapter because that might be just a good discussion for us to get into uh, because. I think that uh, we do have some group disagreements and I'd like to maybe even push back on some of those ideas. So that sounds good. Uh, yeah, the, the book, I'm not reading this book, but I listened to it on an on a hour car drive with my middle son. And it's called Gulp Adventures in the Elementary Canal. And this is by Mary Roach. It was in 2014. It's part of his reading list. But it was fascinating. The book that, the part of the book is chapter three is all about why we in Western cultures don't eat things from the animal, like the organs, like the eyes, like the brain, like the stomach, the stomach lining. And in fact, they were telling this story about how uh, Inuit people up in Canada, what they will do is they'll track and follow a caribou for days and then kill it. And because caribou, the only real vegetation they can eat are, are lichen and moss, and they have four stomachs and it ferments and um, kind of breaks down the lichen and moss. They'll harvest that moss and that lichen out of the stomach, boil it, and that's how they get a lot of vitamins from the... <laughs> I wish you could see Carl's face. I mean, they're talking about, you know, and, and how they're talking about all kinds of things that we in the West, we eat muscle. So, you know... And that during World War II, how the government, because they were sending so much meat, every um, soldier required one pound of meat per day. And if you imagine the amount of, of meat they had to send, so there were meat rationing. 
and they were trying to get uh, women to experiment with cooking like liver, um, heart, all that kind of stuff. So it was a really interesting discussion and how much when you live in a society of abundance, you take what's perceived as the best part of the animal and throw the rest away. And if you live truly out, uh, you know, like these kind of nomad cultures or these um, other cultures that view the whole animal as ironically, you can eat, you know, heart, liver, kidneys, and get all the kind of vitamins that you need in places where they don't grow vegetables. And it, it's fa- it was fascinating and a little like, wow, you know, oof. So anyway, that was it. Carl, man, it was so good to talk to you today. And I think this will be a fun thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it, uh, I love to talk. And, and I think it, um, you know, it, it's uh, it's always re- interesting. I will, I love other ideas. I think the um, ideas are best when they're kind of, um, when they kind of crickle against mine. So I think it, um, that's how I, I go and learn. All right, thanks, brother. We'll get back together and do this again next week. Ring-a-ding-ding. All right. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, man.